Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. So speaking of Joel, um, last night uh, I'm getting ready to watch the game. Checking Twitter as I, as I always do, probably a, an, an unhealthy amount of checking Twitter. But uh, I look and I see this this tweet from an account saying Doc Rivers says there's no timeline known for Joel, and there's a bit of panic. But it seems like maybe that was taken out of context a little. Um, you were there last night. You're obviously informed on what's going on with Joel. We talked about it on the last pod. Um, we didn't think he was going to play against Chicago. He didn't. But now it looks like he might not play against. I believe Detroit is next, right? If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, what any anything update on that? Are you surprised he might not play against Detroit? Does he just want to watch the Eagles game on Sunday? Like, what what do you think's uh, going on? I still think it's possible he plays against Detroit, but they're so bad that they also don't need him against right. Detroit. Like they they're one of the worst. They're if they're not the worst team in the league, they're right there. It's a lot like um, the Eagles don't need Jalen against the Giants. Joel don't doesn't need uh, the Sixers don't need Joel against the Pistons. Time's just yeah. a flat circle with uh, Philly sports. Yeah, so I think that's some of it. Like if he's feeling sore at all, especially with the foot thing, don't chance it. Yeah. And I'll repeat what I said on the podcast the other day. Like, I just, I don't think this is a serious thing in the sense that he would be playing if like home court was on the line. If this is March mm-hmm. and they're in a real battle for, all right, a, a game or two here is going to make a huge difference. I think he'd be on the floor. Obviously, if it's the playoffs, I think he'd be on the floor. But right now in early January in games that, you know, every game matters, but these ones are not like, we got to have these. These are, they're not games that they are incapable of winning without him. I think they're just taking the cautious approach. I will say, and we haven't really discussed the MVP. We'll get into that uh, in a minute. I do think that we're approaching the territory of like, he really can't miss many more games and have a real shot at MVP at the end of the year. Cause like, you know, I, I hate the whole, games played thing for for all stars specifically i don't care about games played as much but when you're saying you know who was the best player in the league this year or like however you want to set up your mvp argument yeah it gets hard at a certain point to say all right if joel played 10 to 15 less games than these guys who are all having like insane seasons like the numbers across the league this year are truly ridiculous. Yeah. And so for Joel to be able to edge into that combo and, you know, win an award like that, he has to be so dominant when he's on the floor to make up for that gap. And I just, I think that a lot of media members end up using that as a, uh, a tiebreaker. And so I, you know, if he cares about that award and he has in the past, he has said, you know, He's not focused as much on that stuff this year. I don't, yeah. I don't believe yeah, okay, that's true. I yeah. think he's, okay, Joel. Yeah, I think he's prideful and you know wants to be recognized just like any, any of these other guys. I do think he's inching toward the territory of, you know, he might not have a chance because of the games played. So the games played thing to me, I think there's just enough logic to it that it becomes a big deal. At the end of the day, if you're playing 30 games, 35 games in a season, then yeah, that matters. You're missing over half the year. If you're playing 40 games, half games, whatever. I just hate the whole thing where people are like, well, he missed 20 games or 15 games, so he shouldn't, you know, he should he shouldn't get the award. 
Because you can't say that and then ask guys to push through injury and risk their health and then also be on the side of, well, you know, we want to make sure these guys are healthy. You don't want to, you know, player safety, player health, all those things. It's just foolish to think that Joel is playing this well. He's this important to the Sixers because I think he qualifies both boxes. He is unbelievably uh, important to the Sixers. And he's also putting up insane stats. So it's not like he's only checking one of those boxes and also missing time. I just hate the idea that Joel might want to play against Detroit strictly because of MVP. Now, on one hand, I'm like, all right, Joel, then don't play because MVP doesn't matter anymore. But also, I, I also hate the diminishing of the MVP award. You're seeing that with the Eagles and Jalen now where people are like, well, it doesn't matter if Jalen wins MVP. Yeah, it does. He worked really hard. Of course, to win it does. That. Yeah. yeah, he worked really hard to win that award. He he approved. He improved a ton this offseason. He's played at a high level. I just think sometimes because people think that the player is not going to win it, that it doesn't matter. And I think Joel should have won it last year. So this shouldn't even be an issue. Joel should have been MVP last year. I just hate that because some voters decide it's you know you're not as important or you're you're not as tough or whatever if you don't play through injury when. Asking another human to play through a foot injury is such an absurd thing to ask somebody to do just so they can justify how important they are. Yeah, well, but just for some perspective here, he has now missed like 26% of their games. Yeah. It's not like, and that's the problem. It's like, it if it's a difference between, you know, one guy plays, I don't know, let's say 78 games, another one plays 70. I That's, it's still a, a deal. Like eight games is... No joke, but like if you play 70 plus games, I get it. He's already missed 10. And so you're already starting to get into like, all right, he can miss maybe one or two more. But if he misses more, then you're talking about a gap, like a significant gap between him and the guys that he's competing with. Are and these guys playing all the games? I haven't looked to see. Like, I, said, I mean, we could go through. I, I'm we just could look and see. I, I'm pretty sure most of them. I don't want to like. I have a clickety clack keyboard, so I don't. Yeah, it's uh, all good. It'll be a nice little uh, addition. <laughs> uh, here, we'll go through. I'm gonna right. look up Jason Tatum. I mean, twenty six percent is more than I thought, but again, it's not like he's played thirty percent of the games. Okay. I mean, Tatum has played thirty seven games compared to twenty eight for Joel. Okay, now so we'll look up nine, nine more games. All right, the guy that neither one of us want to see win, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Has played 36 games. Okay. Uh, Giannis, if he wins it again, I'm going to scream. It, it'll be insane. Yeah. Uh, Giannis has played 33. So he's, you know, he's closer to Joel than uh, right. the top of the, but all of them have played more. And so what more. I'm saying yeah. is, what I'm saying is not that he's already disqualified. It's that because he has already missed a certain, you know, portion of the games. The problem he is facing now is he doesn't really have any room for missing time. Like if he gets actually hurt and has to miss time, then he's definitely out. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. If yeah. he gets COVID and he misses a week and a, or a week and a half or whatever it is, he gets sick and misses time, that's probably going to rule him out. Like we're talking about, and to your point, I, which I agree with, you're talking about like, of course, MVP matters. Of course, all-star matters. Like right. if this stuff didn't matter, over 3 million people are not voting it's, for it's so guys scary. in the all-star game. Yeah. Like people care about this stuff. And, you know, I don't like that their contracts are tied to, you know, year end awards, like guys qualify for all NBA and whatever. Like, I don't like that the media has, you know, some sort of say. In I agree with that. How much money these guys can make. But like most people I know, and like, I don't know anyone who has a vote, 
that um, that doesn't take it seriously. Most people I know are like, this is a thing they agonize over. Like they know that this stuff is important for these guys. Now, yeah. some people obviously have horrible votes and like I would mock their right. opinions, I mean, whatever. MVP last but year. of course this stuff matters. Like these guys' legacies, like in 20 years, 25 years, when Joel Embiid's career, or Kevin Durant's career, whatever, these guys' careers are just like, a Wikipedia page yeah. and YouTube highlights and stuff. People will go through who are like learning to love the game. Like I did, you know, back in the day with guys who were like the greats of the past. Right. And they see, Oh, this guy made this many all-star teams, this many all defense. It's like the, it's part of the like rings culture where, you know, people want to see how many titles you won. Like that's how you're defined. It's why a mm -hmm. lot of people, still think Michael Jordan is the goat. Like he had six <laughs> rings, he won all yeah. these MVPs. And like we can, there's the case for LeBron and all that, or the case for Kareem who somehow gets, you know, under all this stuff ultimately comes down to what are your accolades? What can I go into an argument with and say, these are your definable features that you have as an NBA player. You averaged yeah. this many points, this many rebounds, you were the best player in the league this many years. You won a title this many years. Like, of course, this stuff matters. Like, it's not important in the sense that, like, sports are not important compared to, like, you know, things that have real consequences for people's right. lives. Right. But if this is something that we care about and are passionate about, I'm never going to sit here and tell you, like, this is stupid. Why are we arguing about uh, Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic and who deserves MVPs? Like, of course this right. shit matters. A hundred percent. And to your point about how how we'll look back in 25 years on these guys, that's the frustrating part to me. And again, I'm not even the hugest Embiid guy, but like the idea that 25 years from now, he might not be an MVP consideration or the all-star thing, which we'll get into, because he just played nine less games in Tatum. When he's played, he's been arguably the best player in the Eastern Conference when he has played. And it's not been five games. It's not been seven games. He's still played, what is it, 29 games, you said, or something like that, or, or right? So uh, 28. 28. 28 out of 38. 28 out of 38. So he still has played the, the vast majority of the games. I know that in, you know, with grades, if I got uh, only 26% of the answers wrong, I still felt pretty good about that grade, right? Like at the end of the day, he's still playing the, the vast majority of games and he's playing at an all-star level. I just hate the whole putting, if you want to say games count is a like an 11th tiebreaker, fine. But I think for those first 10, Joel stacks up really well against these guys. And, you know, you brought up the media. Uh, and so I wanted to bring this up. I saw this on Twitter this morning and a uh, hat tip to Spike Eskin, who, who I saw tweet out the video of Brian Windhorst said the reason he thinks Joel isn't getting either the MVP or the all-star consideration to actually start over guys like Giannis, KD and Tatum is that media members. And he said this emphatically, media members do not like Joel. And so I'm curious as someone that covers the NBA, that's at all these games, that, that's around a lot of reporters, a lot, around a lot of people in the league. How do you think Joel is viewed among media members? And do you agree that maybe they don't like him and so he's not getting the accolades he should? I think it's kind of hard to – I think the, like, let's call them fan-based media. So, right. like, bloggers and, you know, yeah. normal podcasts or stuff like that. I think it's tr definitely true for them because I don't think people like – League-wide you're talking about, right? Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't think people like um, their, when their team plays Joel because – He's hard to guard. He does a lot of foul baiting and all that stuff. He does mm -hmm. complain to the refs, or we should say 
advocate to the refs would be <laughs> the, uh, the PR speak version of that. Yes. And so there, he certainly has like, you know, he's turned those type of people off. I'm, I'm more skeptical of the, um, the media not liking him in terms of like, you know, people on TV, newspaper writers, whatever, like however you want to frame that. Like, I don't want to say actual media because I've been part of like the blogosphere and all that. Yeah, so I don't want to dismiss. Yeah. But more like I'd say quote unquote more serious media, like people who right. went to journalism school and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like I I don't know that I have run into a lot of uh Joel Embiid haters in that, but I do think they probably think more about things like we're talking about, like the games played. And the reason I brought it up is not because I think that's like the end all be all of arguments. I just think when like all these guys are averaging, you know, 30 plus points a game or like in Jokic's right. case, he's averaging like a 26 point triple double. Right. No, you're, you're right that the games played will matter. I, we yeah. both agree it shouldn't, but you're absolutely correct that unfairly it will matter. But to that point, I do think there is a little bit too much of the focus on that with Joel. Like yeah. there have been times where, you know, he, him missing time. He didn't, he hasn't had COVID at least to my knowledge this year, but there were like one of the reasons he got dinged for games played in the past was like, Oh, the guy got COVID and missed yeah, time. It's cool. like, it's, well, yeah. like what a ridiculous sentiment that that is like a thing. Like it's one thing if the guy broke his foot and he misses like half the year or misses two months or whatever it is like, okay, I think that's probably a reasonable thing. But to say that a guy can't get sick when, you know, basically the whole world shut down for, right. you know, a year or whatever, I think that is probably a little bit more of a, a disingenuous argument to say, to disqualify him for an MVP. Well, the other thing is with injuries, and this is, is a tangent that we're going on, but, you know, it's in the NFL, if, in the NBA too, you just don't see him as much. But in the NFL, if a player gets a concussion and he has multiple concussions, nobody labels him injury prone. Rightfully so, because concussions are not their fault. But on the flip side of that, Joel breaking his foot is not his fault, right? These guys are playing a sport where they are putting their body on the line and no injury is less or more injury prone their fault than any other. So to your thing, dinging him for COVID is dumb, right? And I think that there's there is logic in being mad at Joel and frustrated that in the playoffs, when you really need them, there's been concerns with that. It's, it's, I think it's fine as a fan to say, man, it really sucks that when they've needed them, there's been times where he's been injury prone. I just hate the whole blaming him for being injured as, as some slight on him. And so when you talk about the media members in general, maybe that being why, that could be part of it. I do think too, though, I think inside Philly, there's a frustration with him because of the playoff failures. And because as I've said before on the pod, sometimes the, the tweets annoy me, especially given the playoff failures, they, they're, they don't hit the same way they did when he, when he first started his career, but outside of Philly, I think Joel's a likable personality. I think he does exciting things. I think he's good for the league. He's a poster child. So I, I wonder, I was thinking, is this an agent thing? Cause you mentioned last time he didn't have an agent and now he did. I don't know if he had one coming out of the draft, but I do find sometimes media members ding players or don't like them as much if they don't have an agent that's constantly in their ear talking them up or or giving them things or having that relationship. So I think might of it also might be Joel's just a quiet guy that hangs in at his house and doesn't seem to play the the whole game of it, right? The, he does I, he doesn't strike me as a guy that plays the game as much as other players. But you you would know more. I would go the opposite in the sense that I think if anything he might have suffered because people saw him as advocating too hard for the award. 
in okay. years past. And not that like, I think again, to go back to what we were saying before, I think that's stupid. Like if we're going to vote on these awards and we're going to talk about these awards and we're going to use them as reference points now and in the future for how good guys are. Yeah. Of course you want these guys to care about them. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you like Nikola Jokic should not get extra credit because he treats winning MVP as like a, a side story. Like yeah, he's that's great. Right. That's yeah. gr- like good for him. Like you can sell that as like, Oh, the humble white guy from Europe is like, yeah. Oh, he doesn't, he only cares about team Hunt, success yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But like, this is like winning MVP is as far as individual achievements go for the regular season. There's nothing better than that. And so one of the best players in the league saying, I want that. And I care about that. That's a good thing for the league. You want guys yeah. to, to reflect in their play and their mentality that they're chasing things like this, because that gives weight to these awards. Otherwise it's just like, well, who cares? This is like somebody has to win it every year. So I do think he's suffered for that because if I have seen things at times from not in, within Philadelphia, but from other places where they'll use that to compare him to Jokic specifically, but definitely other guys like Giannis is like, and Giannis, there's some of the same, like, Oh, he's the humble guy from Greece. Right. He exactly. did it the right way. And blah, and blah, blah. Tweet that clip of him, like every four days about, you know, his post press conference stuff. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of Giannis love going on compared to Joel. Those guys, I'm not sitting here saying that Giannis and oh, now the police are coming. We got Man, my dog. I'm, we got the police. Say, they'll probably come in my way soon. So <laughs> So I'm not taking anything away from either Jokic or Giannis or anybody else who would, you know, defer on the MVP topic. What I'm saying is I don't like that Joel saying he wants it or thinking he deserves it after putting in all this work and, you know, having a body of work and a resume that, you know, speaks for itself at this point. Yeah. Of course he should sit there. And if he thinks he deserves it, say it like there's nothing wrong with advocating for yourself and thinking that, what you've done is special. Like he, he watches as much basketball as anybody in the league. Like every night I have to sit and wait an hour after games because (laughs) this dude's sitting at his locker on NBA league pass with his feet in ice watching whatever (laughs) game is on. Like he loves basketball. He knows how he stacks up to the rest of the league. If he wants to come out and say, I want this and I deserve that MVP award. I think he should feel empowered to do so. And any media member that is using that as any sort of slight against them is an yeah. idiot. They shouldn't be I'm allowed saying. to vote. But yeah. um, I will say making people wait the hour for the press conference so you can watch the game, <laughs> not going to help, help help your chances there. So another part of this discussion, and it's kind of why we initially wanted to bring it up, was the first round of all-star voting has been released. Um the front court in the Eastern Conference, and we touched on this in the last pod, but now the votes are, are out. Kevin Durant, number one. Uh, Giannis is number two. Joel, number three. Tatum, four. He's about, I don't know, looks like maybe 50,000 votes ahead or so of uh, yeah. ahead of Tatum. And then uh, a fairly large gap between Durant and Giannis. They're definitely going to be one, too. I mean, he's like 700,000 votes, if I'm doing the math right behind Giannis and and almost a million behind Durant. So it's going to be Durant and Giannis. So it's going to come down to Joel and Tatum for that fourth spot. Um, for the guards, Kyrie is one by a wide margin, which is pretty wild when you consider the year he's had uh, off the court. And then Donovan Mitchell, number two at 1.6. Harden, number three, actually right there. He's not far off from, from, from being a starter. But what are your thoughts on the Joel thing there? Do you think 
he'll hold on. Um, because if he, if he finishes top three in fan, oh, I guess the media then can jump in and, and the media up, and right? players could swing that is yeah. what that comes down which is to. insane i look it's an all-star game and you're right that it's important for their contract so in that way but i just think something like this should be so simple if the fans vote you in you should start it is a fan game and i and again to the contract part yes i think that that matters but i also think if your contract if if you're voted in as an all-star regardless of how you're playing that's a valuable commodity to a team i think that makes you more valuable to that franchise so if joel is voted in a top three by the fans he should start in my opinion so i want to this is a bit, bit of trivia i was actually looking some stuff up oh, last God, related to last year's all-star game the top three in player voting for eastern conference front court last year is the same guys as it is right now kevin durant Giannis, and joel and right who do you think was number four? I mean, I'm guessing not Tatum based off this. No, Tatum, I believe, was number five. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit and look at the... Was it... You're never going to guess it based All on right. looking at anything. All right, then yeah. Okay, what is it? Miles Bridges was number four <laughs> in player voting. Oh, so, in player voting, okay. In player voting. Well, not yeah, right. not in fan voting. Okay. And, yeah. you know, Miles Bridges not in the league right now for, you know, domestic violence reasons, right. and, you know, that we don't have to get down that whole path, but like had a good year last year, but it does kind of show you the absurdity that player voting can be. Yeah. I actually was surprised looking back the last couple of years that Joel was so far out in front of Tatum in player voting. Cause I've always kind of thought Tatum would be one of those guys that players appreciate more than, you know, maybe everyone else does. He's like, mm -hmm. as we've said, he's like a, a bucket guy, someone yeah. who can give the ball to at any point. But Joel has been pretty handily out in front of him both of the last two years. I am curious to see how that splits this year because Boston has been better. But and we've we've discussed this a little bit already. My stance on this is I think Joel should be the number two behind uh, Durant in Eastern Conference front. Court. I agree like, with that. Set yeah. aside the fan vote. I think he's been straight up better than Tatum, you know, despite the difference in, in team record. Yeah, his numbers are better, for sure. And Giannis has tailed off. Like, Giannis has not been as good. He scored nine points in a, a blowout loss to Charlotte last yep. night. And, and he gave up, team, what, like 50 points in the first or something absurd yeah, like that? And that team has just not been very good lately. And I think, you know, it's one of the great examples of, if you start out well and you build a reputation, you're able to survive some really bad stretches in the middle of the year. A lot of times, the most prominent example is always in rookie of the year. Normally the rookie yeah. of the year award is decided like 15 games into the <laughs> year. It doesn't matter what the guys do the rest of the year. It's like, all right, this guy looked the best coming out of uh, training camp and preseason. He's right. the rookie of the year. I don't have to think about it anymore. So I think Giannis is getting probably too much credit for the start of the year and maybe not enough scrutiny for you know his team kind of falling apart here lately it's not his fault that chris middleton hasn't been healthy but i would give joel the nod over him i don't think that's going to matter because i think he's going to be the number two regardless most likely mm -hmm. um but i would definitely like i think at this point i'm firmly on the side of joel has to start this game i i think it would be pretty awful if um Dude. If Tatum ended up getting the nod over him, what I do think they should do, because the the Western Conference front court right now fan vote yeah. is LeBron Jokic one two, which is fine, and then Anthony Davis three. 
just boot Anthony Davis out of there yeah, and right. put whoever, whether it's Joel or Tatum, just slide them to the Western Conference and they <laughs> start right the game because all four of Durant, Giannis, Joel, and Tatum deserve to start in that game. Like, yeah. Blank period. Now, I would say just bump one of the guards, but I think Donovan Mitchell really deserves to start. Kyrie's been pretty unbelievable. There's something, I don't know. After every, I, I don't, don't want to reward Kyrie Irving. Yeah. People but, obviously want to watch him. So. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I would, I would bring Tatum off the bench. I still think that Joel coming off the bench in the all-star game is an embarrassment for the league. Like he's one of the best players. He's one of the biggest faces for what it's worth. He's obviously has international appeal. Like I think he checks every single box of someone that should start, start in the all-star game. So I would probably start him. I would definitely start Durant because he's been awesome and he's Durant. To your point, I would bump. I think I would still start Giannis just because of who he is. But you're right. That I think if you're going off just this year and just play, then I think that Giannis would be the four. I'll also say this, that Zion should start over Anthony Davis just as a, an excitement. Well, he's standpoint. hurt, unfortunately. And I know. I, yeah. I, now I'm doubtful. I, I feel like he won't play. And that's a shame because he is like the peak all-star game player. I'd love to see. I agree. Yeah, he'd be perfect. All right. Here's my question. If you could start five players in the East, who would they be? So I think that the first three front court guys have to play, right? Like I think Durant, Giannis, Joel, as much as I'm dinging Giannis in comparison to Joel and for this recent stretch, like I do think he's one of the best players in the world. Like, yeah, he should be in the outside of that. I think Mitchell has to be one of the starting guards. I agree. And I'm I'm looking at I think the rest. He's really of them. earned it too. Like he's been unbelievable. I mean, he scored 70 points in a game. Like he he should start in the All-Star game. And frankly, he should get it just for being willing to go to Cleveland. Like I think that alone they should like give him that benefit <laughs> of a young electric guard was willing now who knows how willing it was, but what is in Cleveland and playing well, I yeah, I'd, I'd put him in there. And honestly like if we're just talking about basketball, like I can't stand Kyrie Irving and his whole right personality Obviously. in general, yeah. let alone the anti-Semitism and all the other right. BS from this year. But like right now on merit, he deserves to start. Like he's been crazy during this streak uh, yeah. for Brooklyn or this stretch for Brooklyn, I should say. Um, he's also a great I am curious. Game. He's a great all-star I, game player too. Yeah. Like his game's I, all-star game. I wonder if Harden is going to make the game in general. Like, so once, once we get past the starters, it goes to the, the coaches selections. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's going to get the nod from the coaches. Cause I think the coaches are probably more inclined to reward people like a Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. a young ascending guy who Garland doesn't have the baggage Garland. Pascal Siakam will definitely be on the team. Um, now for what it's worth, Harden, the team. Harden has over um right around a million more votes than Garland. Yeah. So I get your, but like Harden should be an all-star too. If we're going to do the thing with, you know, Durant earns it off name, Giannis, all those things. Harden also has that name, you know, off I think he'll make the team. I think it'll probably be a little dicier than, yeah. you know, maybe you'd expect just because I don't know if the coaches have the same reverence for him as, yeah. uh, yeah. Most other people. Um, but yeah, I, I think end of the day, he'll probably make it. I, clearly, I don't think he's got a real chance to um, to start because I think those top two guys are going to be pretty hard to 
Yeah, although yeah. again, he's only like twenty thousand votes if I'm reading this right behind Mitchell. So I, I don't think he will. No, start, he's like but... five hundred thousand votes behind Mitchell. You're. I think you might have had a moment of. Uh... Oh yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the. <laughs> I'm missing the another the 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 one. Listen, I have I'm... temporary dyslexia sometimes yeah. when I'm looking through a lot of numbers at once. So well, I, what uh... I'm looking at the sixes are right under each other, and I missed that extra one. So yeah, he's not going to catch Mitchell. My bad on that. Yeah. Which is fair. Mitchell should I think should start ahead of him this year. The last quick question I had before we wrap this up was. Um, we, we just talked about the all the all star process. I'm curious. I don't know how it works, and some people out there might not. So obviously, it's player vote, fan vote, and uh, then I guess co media, media, right? Media. media. Yeah. How is that starters. broken? How is that broken down? It's really easy. It's just fifty percent for fans, twenty five percent players, twenty five percent media. So the fan yeah. vote is the most important one. It counts for the most. Okay. So Joel right now is in good shape. He's very popular. I think he'll be after looking at how the player vote has split in the past, I think he'll be fine for the player vote as well. Really. I think the only wrench in things will be, you know, he is close enough to Tatum that Tatum could surpass him in the fan vote. And then right. as we were talking about the media vote, like how do people weigh the, um, the games played or, you know, honestly, like the difference in record, like the Celtics are almost certainly going to have a better record than, um, then the Sixers, by the time voting is actually finalized. And I think there'll be some people who just say, we want to reward the guy on the better team. And that's the, the most annoying part to me with the media vote. And this will be, be my tangent real quick. Like, I just hate the idea that media is completely impartial. Like, I don't think you see that as much as people do. Cause I think you, your media is in there so they can be the impartial vote and everything. And the players are, they're biased and, you know, fans, whatever. I know that the media is less biased than fans straight up and less biased in some ways than players. But I think the flaw in the system is media is also impacted by a lot of things like relationships with agents, how a player treats them in the locker room and those type of things. And now you're right that there's a lot of voters that take it seriously. And I'm not saying every vote, but that would be my frustrating part if I was a player is that media members that are just as biased in a lot of ways have a huge, uh, not a huge impact at 25% but a decent sized impact of the, uh, of the vote. Or just like they're prone to liking or not liking the aesthetics like anybody yeah. else. Like they don't, not every media watches every game, you know, like a lot of it to your point is, you know, we talk about how MVP stuff matters when you're looking at a week Wikipedia page. It also matters if you're a media member and you're quickly Googling somebody or just looking up what their stats are super quick and you're not actually watching it. Yeah. Like I, I think anyone who pretends to be, an expert on like every player and every team in the league is just lying. Like right. most media members are relying on either peers that they trust. Like <laughs> there's a, a running joke in the league that like Zach Lowe has like an unbelievable amount of sway on <laughs> year end voting because so many people listen to his podcast and read him it's that true. like it's the people probably. who are the people who are on the fence will like align with him. And that's like a whole like, Oh, right. well, he said he's voting for this guy. That means I have to, or right. like it. So there are some quirks like that. And I wish people would admit that. Like, yeah. I'm okay with saying like, at times I'm not as caught up on you know the Western conference because, or honestly, a lot of times it's more the Eastern conference because I won't be watching these games while the Sixers are on. So I, I don't right, see so them you get to watch the West more. Yeah. So I get to watch a lot of the West games and see like, that's why I had a good read. I think of, Anthony Melton before he came here because there are a lot of nights where you know Memphis is playing at 9 30 10 o'clock whatever yeah. it is 
and I'd come home or I'd it'd be a road game. I'm sitting in my office and I'll just put another game on and there are the Memphis Grizzlies. And I have an understanding of like what yeah. they do, who's who's good, who's, you know, in the flow of things, whatever. So I think that's the case for a lot more people than would admit it. I just wish that there is a level of, of objectivity but it's not like I don't sit in this like yeah glass right. case and I'm just like totally shielded emotionless from, right yeah, yeah like and I don't think that'd be a good way to vote for these awards anyway like yes narrative matters in a certain way like, 100%. yes yes a team's record matters yes like what this guy did and what he meant to his team matters relative to like it's not just about raw box score numbers or games played mm-hmm. or whatever it is like. To me, there is an art to it. And so for there to be an art to it, that means you have to have a level of subjectivity. And that's fine. Just like we don't have to act like we're above the right. rest of this stuff. Like we can be journalists and also say like this guy just has a compelling story. Like that's yeah. an OK, to, okay thing to and, admit, I think. And the worst thing is Joel has that story. Joel came back from the injuries. He's, you know, like tons of things. He has that compelling argument. So we agree Joel should start the All-Star game. You know, I don't know when the final voting comes out because All-Star game is what? Is it in February? Uh, It's right around the deadline because the trade deadline is the ninth this year, I believe. I think it's after March, though. Or when is it? I'm trying to remember. Uh, February. Oh, wow. So it's only a month away. So maybe we'll have an emergency pod soon. Who knows? Uh, I should just look at Actually, I wonder if our producer, there we go. Our producer, James, February 19th is the All-Star game. There you go. It's the producer we need right there. Um, James is a hero. 